0: This past Sunday, we began a Sunday morning series on technology and social media. In this series, we simply want to come alongside students and determine how we should wisely utilize and interact with digital technology and social media as Christians. I've been writing this study for quite a while, and I'm excited to delve into it with our students, but more than that, I also want to ensure that parents have as much access to the content as possible. In order for this study to truly influence and shape our students' use of technology and social media, it's my conviction that parents need to be a driving force in that process. So. Each week, after our large group sessions, I'm going to release a short synopsis of the teaching on our LNBC Students Podcast. This will be short, to the point, and it will basically function as a launch pad for you to engage with your student around this topic. Also, I'm going to make the written session available to you each week. These written sessions have all of my teaching along with some group discussion questions, uh, citations for further reading and study, as well as the student response questions that the students will fill out every other week in the small groups. So hopefully these resources serve you and your family well as you seek to wisely use digital technology and social media for the glory of God. So the first session of this series was an introduction. It just served as a foundation for the rest of the series. But um, while there wasn't a lot of practical insight or interaction with specific digital technology habits or social media habits, there was an overarching truth that I wanted our students to grasp. And that's as Christians in the world, we are living in a tension, We are living in the reality that we are not of the world and that we're different from the world and that our citizenship is in heaven and that we're labeled as pilgrims or strangers here. But on the other side, Jesus prayed that we wouldn't be taken out. And he calls us to be a light to the world, to be salt, to be um, children of light that illuminate the glory of God, to witness and testify to Jesus. So that's the tension we live in. We are not of the world, but we are within the world. And so as we seek to be loving pilgrims, as we seek to testify to Jesus, um, we have to look at our world with wisdom. We have to see the world that we're living in, look through it um, through a godly lens, and we must identify some of the things that are going on in our world in order to testify to Jesus, to witness to Jesus. And as we look at our world, one thing is very, very apparent, and it's that we live in a digital world. Our lives are flooded with digital technology. Um, Our relationships and our connection to other people um, are integrated with social media, and it defines much of our everyday life. Our everyday life is, is flooded, consumed by digital technology and social media. Now, this wasn't something I necessarily had to prove to teenagers, although I did emphasize with them how new this was. This is a, a recent development. This is not something that people for the past 20 years really have been dealing with. This is a fairly new um, sociological, cultural phenomena. So uh, although I didn't have to prove it with them, I did emphasize that this was new. Even me, I'm 26, I grew up uh, in high school mostly without a smartphone. I didn't have a Facebook profile till a senior in high school. Um, I didn't have an Instagram till I was in college. I didn't have a Snapchat until I started student ministry, which was two and a half years ago. And that was only because I found out that um, students don't use Facebook anymore because their grandmas are on Facebook. That's literally what Stephanie and I, my wife, were told. They said, no, we don't use Facebook because our grandmas are on Facebook. So we use Snapchat. So again, it was just emphasizing with them how new this was. And because of that, because of how new it is, um, there's not a lot of practical or even principled guidelines on how to use this wisely and how to use it in such a way that honors God, that um, influences the culture in a way that will shape people by the gospel, that will build them up in knowing who Jesus is, um, and doing it all for the glory of God. So this is kind of new ground. This is a new frontier that we're looking at. Um, So I did go through some statistics around uh, social media and smartphones. Uh, We looked at Facebook. Uh, It's got over 2 billion monthly active users. If Facebook was a country, it would be the largest country in the world. Um, We looked at YouTube. Over 1.5 billion monthly active users on YouTube. Um, 85% of teenage boys, 70% of teenage girls access YouTube daily and over 1 billion hours of video is watched on YouTube every single day. Okay, again just trying to reinforce that these are everyday realities for people in our world. Instagram um, same same types st- of statistics here. We've got over 800 million monthly uh, users. Uh, Twitter has over 330 million active users. Over 500 million tweets are shared every day, which if you were to put that into a book, a day's worth of tweets is about 10 million pages long. Just a lot of information there that's being chucked out into the internet. Um, Although Twitter is declining probably because it's a word-based platform, not an image-based platform, which teenagers and younger generations prefer. Snapchat is definitely the fastest growing, although it still has um, the least amount of monthly active users um, in the top five. But over 10 billion snaps are shared every day, viewed every day. 9,000 snaps are shared every second. And if you total all of the social media average use, the average social media user spends about two and a half hours every day on social media. And again, this is consuming a lot of our time, but it's, it's so new and it's excelled so quickly and developed so quickly and I think the reason it's developed so quickly is because of smartphones. When I grew up in order to chat with my friends over AOL Instant Messenger I had to go to a desktop computer which was at a central location in my house but now if students want to connect with one another they can do so all the time. They have unlimited connectivity because of their smartphones. And that's that's the primary social device. The number one way people engage in social media today is not desktops or laptops or tablets even. It's smartphones. So smartphones have um, increased the amount of social media use, and they have become a part of our lives, attached to us almost. We sleep with them next to our bed. We We'll constantly have them in our pocket. When they're not in our pocket, we have this sudden onslaught of anxiety. And um, it's just insane how much or how prevalent and almost necessary a smartphone has become. There's over 2 billion smartphone users in the world, 223 million in the United States. 96% of young people now live in a household with a smartphone. Um... There was one study that said we check our smartphones about every 4.3 minutes. Again, this is just showing that these things are becoming normal to us. They're about as normal as a vacuum cleaner. You know, it's just everyone has one, obviously. But even more so, we use these things constantly. And whether we realize it or not, they're changing us. They are changing us. They're influencing us in deeply and almost irreversible ways. For many sociologists and even medical professionals, they're looking at smartphone use in terms of addiction. And specifically for our teens, it's very, very dangerous. Now, this can sound very ominous, especially when you tell that to teens, they're just, they kind of laugh it off. But especially for parents, this is what we need to realize is people are taking our smartphone use and teenage smartphone use very seriously as it pertains to mental health issues. They say that unwise smartphone use in teens leads to greater impatience, they're not getting enough sleep, uh, they have entitlement issues, they quickly get bored, like quickly get bored. Um, They have diminished attention spans. And then even further than that, they say coupled with social media addiction, they see other negatives like depression, anxiety, and loneliness, and cyberbullying, and all of this other stuff. So because of all of this, we have to look at these things wisely. We can't simply just go with the current, the cultural current that's being fed to us. Tony Reineke has a great, great quote. He says, there is a current in the stream, and if we don't know how to swim, we shall be carried by it. So let's learn how to swim. Let's put some things in place to wisely navigate these waters, this digital world that we live in. And there's three options that I gave to our students um, that were provided by Tim Challies and his book, great book, The Next Story. Um, so these are the three main ways we we interact with digital technology and social media. We either uh, enthusiastically enthusiastically embrace it, we strictly separate from it, or we are disciplined uh in discerning how to use digital technology and social media. So it's enthusiastic embrace, strict separation, or disciplined discernment. If if you're in the first category, uh, you see the new smartphone, the new social media network coming out, you immediately sign up, you embrace it enthusiastically, almost thoughtlessly thinking, you know, this is just part of the culture, we're going to get with it, we're going to be relevant, yada, 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 all that type of language. Um, the issue with that is that it's thoughtless, right? is, is that we're, we're so enthusiastic to embrace it that we might not wisely venture to see if it's um, negative or positive change. We just embrace change for the sake of change. Secondly, we have strict separation. As parents, uh, this may be the way that you're dealing with digital technology and social media in your home. You may not allow your student to have a smartphone. You may not allow your student to sign up for Uh, A Snapchat or an Instagram. And by all means, I would say that is more wise than simply just handing a smartphone to your 13-year-old kid and giving him free access or her free access to whatever. But this strict separation can only be temporary, because this is what I'm arguing. As we see this trend in our world with digital technology and social media, It's becoming apparent that this is going to be a reality um, for our students in the future. As they grow and mature, they are being integrated into a world that is defined as a digital world. So while we may, um, in love and wisdom, separate them from those things now, we still need to prepare them for a future day when they can't be separated from it. And that's why I think we need to move ourselves into this third option of disciplined discernment. In this approach, uh, we look carefully at these new realities, we weigh them, evaluate them, we educate ourselves, and we think deeply about the potential consequences and effects of using this particular technology. And even more than that, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit who who speaks His wisdom through Scripture and the Bible to learn— how we can live with virtue in this new digital world. So, uh, as Christians, we must engage in digital technology and social media as thoughtful, theological users.